Simpson. You rue the day you took that pipe in, poked holes for eyes, and attached a rubber band around the back. It's not a rubber band, it's a scrunchie. Silence, or I'll chop you into suet for my murderous gerbils and hamsters. Wait, I have a better idea. You'll work for me now. I already work for you. In addition to working in your normal capacity at the plant, you will also serve as my personal hitman. Do I get two paychecks? No. <laughs> Here is your first assignment. To prove your loyalty. But I promised my daughter... Do as I say, or I'll tell the police. You'll do so much community service. No, not community service! I can't stand helping others! I just can't! Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review episode FAB F15. It is a bit of a fun one, this one. A bit sort of off-canon. It's a simple Simpson. I'm Dando. And I am Guy. Oh, Dando, what can you say about this episode? And I mean, I mean, what can you say about this episode? Because I got nothing. Really? <laughs> I um, well, I watched this in a, as in the sense of, as, it's very. They do a lot of these in the later seasons where they sort of take off. Well, this one's taken off superheroes, obviously, in particular Spider-Man. But there's very an episode where they so, take yes. off. They, they take off 24, and they take off various things. And I think you're supposed to watch these episodes non-canon, almost like a treehouse of horror kind of thing, right? And if okay. you watch this episode like that, it's actually quite enjoyable. Sure, there's there's going to be moments that you're rolling your eyes, but. I think on the whole, I watched this a couple of times this episode, and I didn't mind it. I thought it was a bit of fun. I, I liked the superhero wackiness to it. I think if you can enjoy the wackiness to it and not be annoyed by, oh, that, that, that character shouldn't be doing this, and why does he have a, a, an employee prison and things like that, if you, just, if you just go with the fact that it's not canon, I think you enjoy this episode a lot more. I get where you're coming from. I mean, I didn't really have a problem that it wasn't canon or anything like that, or that characters were acting out of character. I just didn't think it was all that funny or all that interesting. Uh, and I don't know, I think if you're going to do something like this, it might be good to give it a bit of a framing device. I mean, it's really hacky storytelling to have, and it was all a dream. But it'd be interesting if, oh, I would certainly find it more worthwhile or maybe just better if, say, Homer got roped into taking Bart to a superhero marathon of movies or something, you know, and fell asleep. Half, you know, 10 minutes into the first one or something and just had a dream about being Pie Man or something. So you know it's not canon going into it, yeah. Yeah. I like the motivating incident that turns him into Pie Man. I found that kind of interesting. Uh, but it didn't really sort of take it and run with it beyond that. You know, it just, it didn't really add up to much for me, not in terms of story or in laughs. Yeah, there wasn't an overall amount of laughs, I'll give you that. I just sort of enjoyed the absurdness to it. This um this Pie Man aspect of Homer, the, the, the guise of Pie Man, is one of Homer's more notable guises of the post-season <laughs> 10 era. So I think it was like an action figure. I remember they used to have these action figures at Coles. I say action figure, but they were just little figures. It used to be like 2 or $3, you get them at the Coles checkouts, and Pie Man was one of them. And I think just things like that, it's a stick set. It's very memorable in that sense, the, the superhero outfit with the pie, the pie um, tray on his face and things like that. But I just... I know. I just. I, don't, I found myself enjoying this. The first time I watched it, I didn't enjoy it as much as the second. I think I watched it the first time, going, "Oh, this is silly. Why is this happening?" And mm. then the second time I went into it, going, "No, just don't <laughs> don't focus too much on why is this happening and just go with it." And I I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more. I did. I did like the fact that he stuck to his guns with the Lisa aspect. In what way that he? Well, he made a promise to Lisa, and he actually stuck oh, to okay. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know I know how you feel about. Um, Homer having daddy time, and particularly with Lisa. I mean, it always works well when those two find something to bond about and find some way to connect. And there were one or two moments in here where it actually seemed that way. I mean, even though it did feel like, oh, you're trotting out the favourites, you know, when they're down in the basement and, you know, she's sitting on Homer's knee and they're both having pie and enjoying it. It's like, oh, that's very sweet. But, you know, we've also seen this kind of thing before. So Yeah, but it's season 15, though. I know. Look, you had you clearly the right idea, Dando. You go in it for a second viewing with your with your expectations adjusted. Yeah, shall we say? <laughs> adjusted is the right word. Yeah, but the, I also liked because we find at the end that Marge knew all along. She claims that she knew all along because the yeah. first time you watch it, you're going, "Why is Marge willing to kiss this stranger?" And it's it's kind of like yeah. that doesn't feel very Marge. 
The second time you watch it, there's actually various little hints throughout the episode that she actually knows it's Homer. So when she says, you know, you can tell by the way that Trace sits on his face, he's very attractive. And I've got here, <laughs> I like that the character of Marge will be doing that to boost Homer's self-esteem. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it. And, eh? she, and she doesn't want to spoil Homer's party. Like she, she knows it's Homer. But she doesn't want to spoil his fun. Like he's, he's actually doing, he's actually doing something good for the town. So she's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna run with this. And it's good for him as well. It's a bit of an ego boost. And, yeah. You know, anytime Homer can do something good, yes. Let's take. Let's that, not yeah. spoil that. Yeah, yeah. I think any episode that doesn't have Marge and Homer threatening a divorce. <laughs> it's just a, a win in my book these days. A pleasant change. <laughs> they didn't seem to dislike one another. Yeah, I know, right? It's actually a nice, happy family. You know, Homer's. Lisa's worried for him and Homer listens to her and takes her advice mm-hmm. and they bond and I was like hey, this, this, what's going on here Fa- family love this is crazy but before we get um, into our favourite moments or anything I want to discuss last Saturday I mentioned last week I th- believe I mentioned on the podcast maybe been one of our other various podcasts we do here on the network that I was taking Elliot to his very first movie and it was a blast we had a great time it was so good so we went and saw Lightyear Oh, I thought you were taking The Natural Born Killers. <laughs> a film like yeah, I would not recommend to anyone under the age of, say, like seven or eight. The story's a bit too convoluted, and it's a very dark film. Visually, it's not very stimulating. Mm-hmm. And we went to the kids' cinema along. It's called V Junior. They've got a slide. They've got a Hot Wheels section. They've got an arts and craft area. So if the kids get bored, they can just go do whatever they want to go do. And it mm-hmm. took the pressure off us as parents of taking a child to the cinema because I, I never took Elliot because I was always worried he's going to ruin the experience for other people, I don't want my kid yeah. running around asking questions, blah, blah, blah. But in there, <laughs> kids are going feral. It's fine. You, you relax. You're just watching the movie. Elliot was actually good as gold. He was dressed as Buzz Lightyear. And I couldn't have been any more prouder of him. You know, he had his popcorn and everything. But the film Lightyear, a fine film for people who grew up watching Toy Story, but little kids. Right. So basically, that that's, I'm literally not going to spoil anything. Do not worry. But they get marooned on a planet. That's what you, you know that is the synopsis. And he's going to try and build up the ship's hyperspeed to get back home again. But every time he does a test run, he only ages four minutes, but the world ages four years. And oh, Elliot couldn't okay. understand why is everyone else getting older and not Buzz Lightyear. It's a concept that's a little bit too hard for little kids to understand. But I just wanted to um, give a shout out to Elliot for being such a good kid at the cinema. It was a blast. As I said, he was dressed as Buzz Lightyear. He had his new Buzz, L- Buzz Lightyear toy. I had my Buzz Lightyear jumper on. <laughs> it was a great experience. I was very happy with that. What, how was your weekend anyway? Before we get into uh, I feel like you're not very happy with Simple Sims, so let's get, him, let's get a good story out of the way, get into a good mood. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid I don't have any um, uh, cool stories to share. Well, I know. I thought I nearly got COVID because uh, the lovely Louise and I went out for dinner. Now, how was your steak at, at Diggers? It was quite nice. Had a, had a very nice medium rare eye fillet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with some nice veggies on the side and a fine glass of red. And a good time was had by all. Good conversation. Um, yeah, ran to some uh, faces I hadn't seen in a very long time. So yeah, some good catch ups and all that business. Uh, yeah, fine times were had. Except one of uh, Lou's friends who was with us. Yeah, I got COVID in the next couple of days, and I was like, oh, "Have I got it now?" Have I? And I was a little bit worried, but yeah, it turns out I'm I'm pretty much okay. And the rest of the weekend was just cool, just chilling out, uh, having some time with my best gal. We went to a surprise wedding. It was meant to be an engagement party. It turns out they got married. What? Exciting. Yeah, yeah. Nicola, did you see that clip on Lad Bible this week of the chick who fell over at the kids' sports and she mooned the crowd? It was like all over social media. <laughs> Have you seen that? I'm clearly on the wrong social media because I missed that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it was, just, it was all over the place. Um, but Nicola almost did this at the at the wedding. So oh, the, no. the, the, their daughter, we're on our way out, and their daughter walked up and pushed Nicola in, in the back. Nicola's like, I'm going to get you. as a little bit of fun. Nicola tries to run up the stairs, drunk, falls over, flat <laughs> on her back. And l- luckily, though, dress didn't go over her head like the person in that video, but it was just funny. It mm. reminded me of Nicola, that video. But yeah, anyway... Enough about our weekends. I thought, I thought I'd try and get you in a more positive mindset before we get into our, uh, our review of Simple Simpson. I'm not necessarily in a negative mindset. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a codependence day. Don't worry, guys. It is not. Nor, <laughs> nor, nor a Simpson safari or anything like that. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm sure I can find one or two worthwhile things to talk about in here. Hey, my favourite. What were your favourite moments from the episode, Mr. None. Davis? None. No, there we go. I hated it. <laughs> no, no, I, I had one or two. But you go like, first. I, I liked Homer. I, I, I liked Homer apologizing to the Girl Scout before he pied her. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, it was actually afterwards. It's like, get out there and, yeah, and do it. Pies her. Sorry. <laughs> and a very half hearted pie in the facing. Yeah. What about you? 
I'm, I'm partial to a bit of wordplay, as you know, and I were, I enjoyed very much, uh, I think it was Mr. Burns saying, it's cobbler in time. Yes. Um, yeah, yes, a lot of good puns in this. I actually really enjoyed Homer. I've run out of pie-related puns. Pam. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Homer, well, this is a pie-related pun, I guess, but uh, yeah. before you mentioned that, oh, he must be... Um, Marge saying, oh, he must be very attractive under that mask or whatever. And uh, I think Homer says something about... Oh, his, his feeling's extremely hot or something yeah. along those lines where I thought, well, that's a bit saucy. I mean, and <laughs> pun not intended. But uh, it's like, hmm, you could read that any number of ways. So, yes, I, I got a good laugh out of that one, absolutely. Next question. You there, eating the paste. All right, it is now time for some trivia. But before we get into our trivia, it is, of course, time for some shout-outs of our beloved patrons. Shout-out. Shout out. $20 patrons, Christopher Darby, Andrew Zerr, Steamed That's Ham Christopher Champion. Trent Darby, don't forget. Christopher Trent Darby, I apologise. <laughs> Steamed Ham Champion, Dylan Haggett, Jordan Moleman Ritchie, Hank Scorpio, Sally Kimberly, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Jenna Rice, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Sean Devey, Steve Roberts, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, David Stewart, Ground Skipper Noah, Mark Boston Burgess, and Declan Phoenix. Also, shout outs to our newest members on the team. We've oh, got hello. Daniel Mitchell, Richard Perez, Seth Weens, Nick Greck, Shan Killed Kenny, Chris Allen, Adam Wilkinson, and our man Keith Nedham signed up to a year long uh, subscription as well. So, shout out to our man Keith Nedham, resident baker here at Four Finger Discount. Get him, Nedham. How are you, buddy? <laughs> All right, it is time now for some trivia. My first question is. How many stories was Farmer Billy's pig shredder? It was five stories tall. It was correct, yes. <laughs> Dando, name three traits that will get the rock of rejection thrown at you. Oh, I pretty much switched out for that because I despise those shows, but what were they? <laughs> I love those shows. Uh, <laughs> character, intelligence, and ethnicity. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> my next one, what was Lisa's place setting theme? What was the theme of it? It was uh, music is the food of love or something along those lines. That's correct. Yep. If music be the food of love. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, according to the comic book mm-hmm. uh, that the, the comic book guy made Bart by, Richie Rich incorporates where? Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> mm-hmm. What flavour pie does Pie Man hit comic book guy with? That is key lime pie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what else you got for me? Uh, Do you have any more questions? Because I've got, got, I've got one more. I have two more. Well, you hit me, and I'll hit you, and then you hit me back again. (laughs) Oh, that's it. (laughs) This sounds like a very saucy (laughs) codependent relationship. (laughs) Uh, Where is the Dalai Lama's next stop? Uh, Wasn't New Jersey, was it? Uh, No, but think of a bigger, think of a big furry animal, not unlike me. Ah, buffalo. That's correct. Yes. Buffalo, New York. Uh, my final question is, what did Homer use to fasten the pie tin? It wasn't a rubber band. It was a scrunchie. It was a scrunchie. One last question for mm-hmm. you, Dando. Pow! Um, what is the name of Bart's superhero alter ego? The Cupcake Kid. The Cupcake Kid, <laughs> which is also the name I went by on twin, uh, on Tinder when I, before I met the lovely Louise. <laughs> Come take, you. come take a bite out, yeah. come take a bite out of the cupcake kit. A strawberry frosting. <laughs> <laughs> that is trivia for Simple Simpson. We'll be right back, guys, after this short break with our full in-depth review of the episode. Good news, everyone. Everyone's favorite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. Yes, it is Tales of Futurama. Each week we'll be going back and revisiting every episode of the series, discussing the themes gags, and all the Easter eggs you may not have seen the first time around. It's Tales of Futurama, available now exclusively at patreon.com slash discount. The original air date of Simple Simpson was May 2nd, 2004. It was written by John Vitti and directed by Jim Reardon. There was no chalk gag, but the couch gag was where the Simpsons slide down a pole into the back cave. I liked that the couch gag was themed to the episode. That's a very good point, Dando. It's not very often that happens, but I, I, it's sort of like planting the seed. This is going to be about superheroes. The wrong superhero, but superheroes <laughs> in general. So the episode kicks off with the family all watching Promiscuous Island. I've got here, I don't like these, but I know Guy does. I'll let Guy elaborate. <laughs> 
Well, back in the day, back around the time that uh, this episode aired, uh, um, yeah, there was a show called Temptation Island. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the show in the past. I've got here, does it still exist? I just assumed it would. I think they tried to reboot it. Okay. And, yeah, but... I mean, I used to watch them when I was younger, but not for a long time. I think I always watched them to take the piss. And somewhere along the line, you sort of get not invested... But taking the piss becomes so second nature that you kind of like, oh, I can't wait to watch it and take the piss out of it, as opposed to finding other things to make fun of. I think I watched, I think I used to watch those shows back when, before streaming, when everyone was watching the same shit. So you kind of watch those shows so you could have something to talk about with people at work the next day or at school. That is correct, yeah. Where now everyone just watches what they want on their own time. That kind of thing doesn't really exist anymore. Very true. Although I am finding myself watching as listeners of the show are aware, 90 Day Fiancé and its various spin-offs because there are plenty. Apparently, that show is huge in the States. It, yeah, well, that's that's where the lovely Louise first encountered it. She said the other night when we were watching the most recent episode um, that she and her good friend Claire were over in California um, high on edibles <laughs> and uh, enjoying 90 Day Fiancé. I love that you guys are just a perfect match. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she brought it back. Well, she didn't bring it back to Australia, but um, I think it was like on maybe our third or fourth date that I went over to her place like after work one night. She said, there's this show on. It's terrible, but do you want to have a quick look at it? And I'm like, well, I, you know, we're on our fourth date. I'm like, I'll, I'll do whatever you want to do as long as I get to hang around with you. Well, it's like Homer last week. You do things that you don't like and they'll do things that you want them to do that they don't like. <laughs> Very correct, except then I found out that I liked 90 Day Fiancé. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll also go over to Lose occasionally, and she and her daughter, Audrey, will be watching um, Love Island, like the Australian one, but also the UK one. The UK one is on um, Channel 9 streaming at the moment. Okay. And, you know, it's full of these chavs who are like, oh, he's fit, oh, I like that. Is it just like Big Brother on, a, on an island? Or? Pretty much, you know, and they're sort of doing – not love games, but they're trying to sort of create love connections and all that kind of business. But it all seems very tame this time around. People are going on these manufactured dates that are just like, oh, game a peck on the cheek. Oh, all right. You know, it's like, hmm, get to the humping. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that you're so invested in these fucking stupid reality shows. <laughs> it's so dreadful. So dreadful. But, you know, we had a, we have a bit of fun watching it and taking the piss. You say that. You you watch it for the stories now. You like you actually enjoy the show now. You're you're not just watching it to take the piss, you're watching it because you're thoroughly invested. <laughs> Certainly with Ninety Day. Yeah. The various situations that they set up, the various couples that they have, you know, I get the feeling they've sort of got an idea about oh, we want to talk about catfishing, or we want to talk about, you know, this type of uh, you know, gender role setup or something. Each of the storylines has its own theme. Yep. And they don't go too heavy on pushing it, but it's like, but it can actually start a good conversation or, you know, give you food for thought when it's like, well, you know, it's interesting that they're like that. I mean, you know, why, is, why does so-and-so behave that way? Lou's, Lou's very smart and very into the way people interact and psychology and all that kind of stuff. She's studying to be a therapist. And, yeah, I find it really interesting talking with her about, you know, people's motivations and all that kind of stuff. Are you case study one? I am. I am case study alpha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. But would we, would we watch Promiscuous Idiot Island? I don't know. That might be a bridge too far. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so Bart says here, when, you know, they, they shouldn't know what's coming. When you sign a contract with Fox, you know you're going to get betrayed and humiliated. So they're still going with the Fox hate. I love that that has made that deal in the early days where Fox can't do anything to us. We can say what we want and they can't get rid of us. Homer says, you know, you've got to watch the commercials, otherwise it's like stealing TV. I've got here. I hate ads. I, we watched, um, mm. uh, what's it called? It's my favourite show on TV. How do I not know? Uh, have you been paying attention every nice. Monday night, right? But that's Channel 10. So when Foxtel records it, it's got the ads. Obviously, you can fast forward them. But I'm like, I just forget that ads exist. Because when you just stream things, how do things like Netflix make money? I guess from subscription, that's where they're Just subscription, yeah. Are they ever, do you reckon they'll ever put ads in there? They talk about it occasionally, yeah. I mean, I'd be furious if they did. Yeah, I think you'd have to sort of up the tier to, or, you know, up your payments to get it without ads. I mean, it's like Foxtel. Foxtel is full of ads. It's Foxtel crazy. is pay TV, and that's what you're paying. You're paying not to have ads. Yeah. So if you get there, and there's ads. But it, it's <laughs> Damn worse ads. On, <laughs> it's worse on commercial TV, though, tense the name. But after Lou and I saw Maverick the other week, we 
just flicking around. Oh, Top Gun's on. Well, we watched the original Top Gun. You were saying this, yeah, and you're like, I can't yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, so you just had no momentum. You couldn't get any momentum going at all because it would go like six minutes, then Top Gun will be back after this break. And it's, it's like, like uh, it's crazy to think that's how we used to do it, though. Absolutely, but yeah. the situation has changed we've, so much. We've been that, blessed now, yeah. Yeah, you've got more ads or something like that. But yeah, it's or you had the option six- to watch it on a streaming service without an ad. That's true. Why didn't we do that? But it was like <laughs> six minutes of Top Gun, four minutes of ads. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and all the same ads, and they all sucked ass. <laughs> sucked ass, man. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they see the ad for Farmer Billy's Bacon. Go from, see how pigs go from loving life to your fork and knife. And he says, we've got a golden mm. ticket competition here. Just reminded me of Willy Wonka. I just love that movie. I love when Elliot <laughs> does something wrong. I'm like... You get nothing, sir. You nothing. have failed. Good day, sir. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the golden ticket competition where you can get to win a tour. And Homer says, the only thing that can make bacon more delicious is seeing how it's made. So we're now at the... Uh-huh. Qu- yeah, I don't think so. I don't agree with that. So we're now at the Quickie Mart. Oh, by the way, uh, a little sort of... <laughs> one want to be generous, you could say, oh, a shout out or a tribute mm-hmm. to a previous gag. But the whole island peninsula is a bit sort of... Uh, they said Monster Island was, a, you know, a, a, a false name. Well, it's actually an isthmus or something like that. Oh, it's actually a peninsula. It, actually, it was actually a peninsula. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, they're re- reusing the peninsula gag. Yeah, a lot of things were actually reused in this, and we'll get to those. I've got here again, again, again. <laughs> so, we're at the Quickie Martin Homer's buying all the different types of bacon, slow-kill bacon, bacon-fed bacon, travel bacon. And the Pooh says, if you want to kill yourself, he also sells handguns. But Homer says, no, I've just got to find that ticket. Eventually finds a silver ticket, and that grants him the chance to be a judge at the pig contest at the Springfield County Fair. It's, it's a pretty elaborate idea, and like uh, to me, a waste of time to get Homer to, to become Pie Man. Yeah, it's, so, it's just so fucking out there. It means nothing really. It's like oh, they watch this ad, and then they go to the county fair, and Lisa's doing a place setting contest. And I'm like, what? What is? What is? What is all this? You really could have just had. <laughs> oh, the county fair's on. It's time for me to do my place setting skills. Time for yeah, time for me to shine. You could have just had the the um the rich Texan make fun of Lisa for being a vegetarian. She doesn't like the way pigs are being treated with makeup. That's true, absolutely. Yeah, she could have been doing a pig protest, and uh, yeah, he could have um said, "Well, you're a little pig, little lady." Or, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, make pig noises, and yeah. <laughs> that was my audition for the writers' room, Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> sign him up. Bring me on board. Put take me off the bench, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> we're, now, we're now at the county fair. They see all the giant vegetables. Bart won't bite into the Brussels sprout. Why don't we like Brussels sprouts as kids? I never did. I've got to thank my nan, Marlene. She got me into Brussels sprouts when I was older. Brussels they, sprouts are delicious. They've had a major glow up in recent years because people have introduced garlic and bacon. To <laughs> <laughs> garlic fixes everything. Everything. Except unless you're a vampire. Oh, good point. But uh, no, Nicola, where she, when she used to live in, I think it was called... Uh, Fosdyke is where, <laughs> yeah, in um, in in Boston it was like an at a portion of Boston. Behind them was just because it's a very um farming town, Boston, very far. Mm. Lincolnshire is where she's from, the Shire. It's a lot of farming gets done for the country, and just behind Nicola's house was just a field of Brussels sprouts. It's just, oh, it was literally just like if they ever wanted Brussels sprouts, they just jump the back fence. It's just Brussels sprouts, just, okay. just everywhere. <laughs> Think about what Everyone's you just said. Favorite then, vegetable. Now, if, if everyone, if anyone ever wanted Brussels sprouts, <laughs> having said that, yes, it's true. They, but like I said, they've had a, a big uh, resurgence in recent years. Yeah, you, you fry them in a pan with a bit of garlic and uh, you know, and throw a few bacon bits in there. It's like, ooh, what a delightful little vegetable. They're laughing all the way to the bank though, because behind them was also a field of lettuces. Oh, they're in the money. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last time I bought a lettuce. I had lettuce last night. Nicola got a lettuce, and I, I <laughs> I'm actually, just imagining, I, I actually felt like a king. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining her bringing out a lettuce on a silver tray. Yeah, just sort of carving into it like it's a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? So, listeners who aren't from Australia, we've got a, a lettuce shortage here at the moment. So, to find a lettuce alone is hard enough, but. So Nicola got a lettuce. I don't know where she got it from. Maybe at the supermarket, whatever. But I'm cutting it. And I'm cutting it so fine because I don't want to waste this lettuce. I'm like, precious lettuce. Precious lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it felt like I felt like a king having lettuce on my hamburger. It was it was it's a weird 
a weird thing to, to go through. Not- well, I, I don't know if we'd mentioned it, but uh, at Dando's restaurant of choice, KFC, it, yeah, the lettuce shortage got so bad. It's like we're going to have to mix lettuce and cabbage with our in our burger fillings or something. Yeah, like I've been back since. Yeah, so I'm like, well, it looks like I'm just eating nuggets. Because people are like, I do care. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> this song is about a country I love. You may have heard of it. It's called America. Hey, I know that country. I could please Miss Barbara Streisand by spitting on the flag or strangling a bald eagle on the cover of some mag. But I love this country. To me, she has no sins. If you don't buy my record, then I'll cater wins. USA! USA! This just felt like filler. <laughs> but I guess it's the kind of thing you would see at a local candy fair in the yeah, States. Yeah, and also... It felt like a very post-September 11 gag. Of course it did. The Al-Qaeda mention and everything. Yeah. Yeah, because any comedian worth their salt was... Cause, cause, well, first of all, a whole lot of country musicians came out. It's like, God bless you, USA. Doing that kind of song. And, and saying then, that, though, you're not gonna, you wouldn't be watching this in 2004 going, oh, God, in 20 years' time, this is going to be so dated. No, no, but I think even in 2004, we were probably going, oh, what, another one? Another comedian's doing this? <laughs> I mean, it seemed like... Every comedian was sort of like, okay, well, all these guys are pushing the patriotism max. We'll take the piss out of them to the max. Homer goes and buys a ton of CDs singing USA. Then we get the contest. And Cletus's pig's got a zit. And Homer's going through all the different uh, the different pigs. Com- is it comely? That means beautiful, right? It does mean beautiful. Yes. Succulent. Clearly a snout job. By the way, yes, yes, the snout job pig. Um, I don't know how bi- big a fan you are of the motion picture Babe, but I'm pretty sure that that farmer was a take on the Babe Farmer. Oh, yes. there you go. You know, tall dude, uh, mm. you know, that, man. that kind of cap. That'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Uh, then in two eighties as well. Then Marge says, let's, she says to Bart, let's go see Lisa in her place setting contest. And I'm like, what? Why is Lisa in a place setting contest? <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? What? <laughs> there. Krusty has a clown set up with a whoopee lettuce and everything. Smashes the real bottle over his head because a fake one hadn't arrived. Rich Texan is the judge for this for reasons we don't know why. And ridicules Lisa relentlessly. Just really, really rude and mean. And she's an eight-year-old girl. What are you doing, sir? Yeah, this Texan guy's an asshole. I mean, first of all, yes, eight-year-old girl. Secondly, damn good play setting. Yeah. It's got a theme. Plus, it's well put together. And Ella Fitzjello looked downright delicious. Homer notices and he wants to help, but he remembers that he can't have one more felony assault. And I was like, so it's like Codependence Day where he's like, oh, I can't have one more DUI. I'm like, same story. He, the rich Texan is still ridiculing Lisa. Then Homer runs over and is dressed as Pie Man. or It's kind of like when Spider-Man puts his little first Spidey suit on. looks pathetic. Yeah. He throws the pie in, in rich Texan's face and everyone laughs at him. And what's Frederick Tatum say? We all know pie are squared, but today pie are justice. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, did Sarge Mel say something as well? I, he does in a moment so Lisa's very thankful but then Homer, oh, Pie Man's disappeared and I think Homer's missed it will we ever see Springfield's costumed protector again at which point I wrote piss off Sarge Mill <laughs> <laughs> and they love to have him just shouting things to the rooftop don't they yes indeed and he does it twice in this episode and oh he does it at the end yeah you're yeah, right there's yeah. another time and I'm like mm. <laughs> Keep him to be Krusty's punching bag. He, sh- he should be like the, the Kip. Yes. Or the Kip. Kip? Kip. I want to say Kip. Yeah. Play the Kip role. Homer agrees that, yes, you will see him whenever the danger's around. And we get, I like the, the shot, though, where he's standing there proud and there's a shadow behind him. It looks like a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a block. very muscular pie man, as yeah, opposed yeah. to. It was a nice little touch there. Shall we ever see Springfield's costumed protector again? Oh, I have a funny feeling we will. Wherever people are mistreated, the pie man will strike. <laughs> we come back and Homer sees Lisa drawing a pic of her hero, Pie Man. Gee, I thought I had a bigger package than that. <laughs> but it's, it's just nice that they didn't fuck up the Lisa Homer story here, which was nice. Good point. Uh, Bart is sad that comic book guy made him pay for all these comics because he smudged them. And first I got here, well, if you smudge them, you fucking should pay for them. But no, he was actually 
Yeah, screwing I mean, around. He didn't actually I'm, I'm sure when Dando visited um, that news agency and, uh, and read, what was the magazine you were reading? I used to read oh, mostly WWE ones, but I used to read... Um, but there was the one like, you sort of go back every couple of days or so and you'd read like uh, two pages. Yeah, well, it, was like, it was WWE ones. I used to read the magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure that you kept your fingers, you know, nice and clean. So I try you, my best not to bend the, bend the edges. You know, you hate it when people borrow books from you and they bend the corners. I'm like, what are you doing? I bend the corners? Well, I didn't. I wouldn't do it for anyone's book that I borrowed, but I certainly do it for my own books. I, I hate it. It's it's one of my pet peeves. I hate <gasps> bent pages on my books. Ugh, it's the worst. <laughs> What's your OCD? What's one thing that bothers you? For me, I hate. But it's, I've got two things. So it's, it's bent pages in my books. That's that's a, that's one of the things. But for me, I hate when people use their own knives and forks for their own pets' food as well. Like we have a designated jet food fork. What the fuck? I hate when people use like their regular forks for their pet food. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But pe- people do it though. This is the first I've heard about this, and I am disgusted. Really? No, I've, I've I know most people who just don't give a shit. They're like, oh, it goes for the dishwasher. Who cares? I'm like, no, it's been dog food. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what. I'm sure I have bugbears like that, but yeah, pet food is certainly one of them. And yeah. no, I mean, I've got a certain little spatula that I'll use to say when Basie's dish, I've left it a little too long without cleaning it. And it's got a bit of cat food residue around the side that, you know, won't just sort of, I won't turn it upside down into the bin and knock it. It'll, I'll have to scrape it. Yep. So it's like, uh, yeah, this I is. Don't a- know, I don't know why. It's probably just the same as what we put in our own fucking mouth, but. <laughs> Maybe, but it's like, uh, this is gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, just, it just comes across gross, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, I've got a special spatula for that. But no, God, I would never use human cutlery for um, pet needs. Somebody ought to take him down a peck. Or should I say down a pie? No, I think the expression is peck. Maybe you're right, Lisa. Maybe your pie. Pie be your pie. If this was said in a season six episode, I reckon that would be a memorable quote. I think that would get some... That's just one of those lines that I think people would say, kind of like, everything's coming up Millhouse. Mm-hmm. I think people would say, maybe your pie. And everyone would go, oh my God, it's the line from that episode. <laughs> I think it's one of those... I just, it's one of those lines that I think would resonate for some reason. It just it stuck, it stood out to me. So then Homer goes... We, like, we get the little cool Batman transition, the superhero transition, and he's now at the comic book store. Millhouse is getting... Getting thrown under the bus here because he got sold Fantastic Floor. I'm like, I'd read this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you've reached a certain age where it's like, ooh, floors. Fantastic Floors, wow, wait. And Pie Man arrives. Why do we get all the weirdos at the comic book store? So st- we're still in that era where mm. comic book stores are for the, the geeks and the weirdos. And it still is to an extent, I guess. But uh, he throws the, the pie in, in a comic book guy's face. And then Nichelle Nichols from... Star Trek arrives, doesn't she? She does indeed. Um, is it Michelle or Nichelle? Because in the on the, the subtitles it said Nichelle. Yeah, it's Nichelle. Nichelle, okay, cool. Yeah. I've never watched Star Trek, so I wasn't aware. So. No, the double N, Nichelle, yep. Nichelle Nichols. She arrived with some tea and chit-chat. Indeed. <laughs> Just a sidetrack on a bit of a film mm-hmm. nerd note. Not long ago I was watching a black exploitation movie from the 70s starring you Isaac... You exploitation. I do. This one was called Truck Turner starring Isaac Hayes as Truck Turner. Mm. Um, a, you know, a private artist. <laughs> it's fantastic. Did he bust out into song? I think he does have... He, he doesn't sing in the movie but he has his own theme song that is sung oh, by Isaac yeah, Hayes. Yeah, yeah. Truck Turner! It's, it's really good. Um, but Nichelle Nichols, uh, co-star of this episode or guest star of this episode... Uh, plays this former hooker turned into who's become a female pimp. And I only knew her from, like, Star Trek, really, and she was very sort of dignified and there's something on the monitor, Captain, all that kind of business. And then she's like, check out these bitches right here. It's like, (laughs) good golly. (laughs) My woman. (laughs) And it's hilarious because she's got this stable full of of hookers and she's sort of reeling off. These are, by the way, these are 1974 prices or whatever. Last year, this one made $25,000. This one's called Tollgate. You pay to get on and you pay to get off. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's it's a really good performance because she's just going for it. So You're, yeah, you're top- watching it like George looking at Elaine in the tape. Like, I didn't know you were filled with such sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, props to Nichelle Nichols, who doesn't have a lot to do in this episode, but does it well. <laughs> yes. And she says, as I told Shatner, I would not date a man who has pie on his face. 
And Homer's left a note on the pie tray. And I've got, oh, so this is where the, the title of the episode comes from because it took me by surprise. I'm like, what does Simple Simpson have to do with this episode? Mm. But he says, Evil doers beware, sign Simple Simon. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah, Simple odd. Simon the Pie. Yeah, and it's odd. Oh, because, the pie, of course, yes, yes, yes. Because that's yeah. the first time that we ever, and, and the only time, to the best of my knowledge, that. He sort of gives the whole name, like Simple Simon, your friendly neighbourhood pie man. It's like, yeah, but then he's he just always, pie man. He always just refers to himself as pie man after that. Yeah, yeah. Reading the paper, obese man eats humble pie. Pie man comes back for seconds. You can tell by the way the pie tin sits on his face that he's very good looking. Oh, I think you find his feeling extremely hot. Oh, I bet he's Ned Flanders. Flanders? He's not man enough to trim my crust. I mean, pie man's crust. Uh, I'm not pie man. As I said earlier, I think Marge is just filling Homer's ego here, saying, "Yeah, I think he's pretty attractive." Like, she, clearly, or, it is. Or Homer. filling his pie. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> we get the news report on Pie Man. <laughs> I liked this. This is their little jab at the the internet fans of the show at this point. This is for your show's slight decline in quality over the years. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> oh man, uh, they you know to curb the copycat pieings, a pie for guns exchange. Has started. They blow up all the pies, and uh, Chief Wiggum turns on the siren to cheer himself up. Where will the pie man strike next? Perhaps at the Springfield Children's Hospital, which is tossing out all its sick youngsters to make way for a new cosmetic surgery clinic. Who will treat my hooping cough? <coughs> Search me. Come back when you want a giant brack. Wiggum and the cops are ready for pie man. Lou's questioning why are we bothering. He's actually doing a good deed, and he's like doing the work for us. Wiggum's like, well, he doesn't have to go through the training courses, so I'm somewhat jealous. I guess that's what the, the motive is here. Mm. Mayor Quimby says, thanks to this clinic, they'll no longer have to be terrorised by the spectacle <laughs> of women ageing naturally. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. And Pie Man arrives, not so fast, old-time liberal. The crowd <laughs> warns him, Pie Man, it's a trap. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he almost comes clean. He almost reveals that it's actually him. And then uh, I've read reviews where people were annoyed that Homer's able to sort of jump from building to building mm. on the, the fire escape and stuff and I'm like that's just a fucking wacky episode just go with it I thought it was it is indeed now I, I know they're um, doing Spider-Man but remind me when this episode came out sorry give me the air date 2004 2004 something else that reminded me of how it was um, the Ben Affleck Daredevil now mm-hmm. I'm going to look up when that came out because that would have been 2002 I'd say it's, yeah it feels like that era uh, but there's a whole there's a whole lot of 2003 it was yeah a whole lot of CGI Daredevil in that and Daredevil doesn't have superpowers as such he doesn't have like spider powers where he can spin a web in his eyes and leap around like that he's basically like a human he's a human being he's like Batman yeah. yeah but they had a whole bunch of stuff in the Daredevil movie where he's like <sighs> putting a comic book comic book guy but a human being cannot actually do that. <laughs> he's not, he not so, a Jedi. Yeah, so I'm guessing that it might have been a little bit of a nod to that as well. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I just thought this episode had a lot of uh, really cool shots in it, just visually. Just mm. the, the, the directing of this episode was was done really well. So Homer's escaped. Or they, well, he thought he escaped, but they shoot him. They shoot to kill, and they hit him in the arm. Wiggum's very surprised that Lou hit him, gives him some positive reinforcement. This, I've got here, this is one of the lame jokes of the episode. I've given you positive reinforcement, you jerk. You call me a jerk? Yeah, well, you are a jerk. jerk. I'm like, oh, that's really lazy writing. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe... Like, I feel like Elliot could have written that. <laughs> Marge almost gets trampled, but Pie Man saves the day, and we get the Spider-Man kiss, the famous kiss from the Spider-Man film. Well, it's really the sort of the second Spider-Man reference, because the whole creating of the Pie Man costume is almost a shot-for-shot uh, revamp of the Tobey Maguire creating the Spider-Man costume one. Oh, is it really? Because I, yeah. as I said earlier, it, it's like Spidey making his own costume. It looked really shit at first. Yeah, know, when, yeah. when he's um, doing the wrestling against Macho Man. That's right. <laughs> Up against Bone Soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. So it's it's clearly a take on the Spider-Man films. This yeah. this one, the, the main focus of it, anyway. And yeah, so Marge gives him a big old kiss on the lips. And at first viewing, I was like, no, Marge shouldn't be willing to kiss another person. But I guess. If a superhero saved the day, I don't know, would you be annoyed if Lovely Louise kissed Spider-Man if, if he prevented her from being trampled by a crowd? Yeah, throw that guy a little sugar. He's earned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up your nose, but I feel like I'm staring into your soul. <laughs> that was so exciting, yet familiar. Like Coke with lemon. I'm... <gasps> 
Let's see. Cartilage, cartilage, muscle, nerve, artery, bullet. That was so gruesome. I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, just unnecessary muscle, good. muscle cartilage, nerve. Yeah. Oh, don't, God. Don't, don't need it yet. Lisa enters, and <laughs> it's you, Dad. No, I murdered your father. It's <laughs> a very superhero thing to be to be doing. Uh, she knows it's Homer, though. That we get in the mail for Pie Man for weeks, and he says we shall continue this conversation in the Pie Cave. I love that he's just gone full full blown superhero. Pie Cave, yeah. you know, he's living he's living the gimmick now. <laughs> <laughs> I love sort of Lisa realizing that. Oh. What does Homer say? Something about his personality, and Lisa goes, "No, you're often lick it up and rude." Yeah, yeah, because he's, he's, he's a, a top notch guy kind of thing. As superheroes yeah. are, but they get down there, re- reveals it's in the basement. Dad, this is just the basement. Here's my lemonade that I left on my iced tea that I left <laughs> any earlier this afternoon. Yeah, but Lisa, please, him, please stop doing this because you're going to get killed eventually. You know, you're getting shot at now. We need to stop this. And he says, "Well, okay, well, I'll do that." But what about the pies? What are we going to do? Well, I can maybe perhaps we can eat them. <gasps> I was in so deep, I forgot the pies were food. <laughs> Homer is then at work and Burns is just being a typical horrible boss I like that Burns is actually Burns-esque in this he's not mm. pathetic or anything he's actually a super I love super villain Burns. he's a super Burns. villain yeah, he yeah. should always be super villain always at all times do you like yeah. do, just to rewind a little do you yeah. like uh, sweet pies we don't really do them here we don't really do apple pie yeah we? I mean our American friends are very big on pies very big on sweet pies mm. yeah to the point where they sort of look what? at us weird because it's like we talk about a pie. Beef pie? What are you talking about? A pie with meat in it? What? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy Australians, yeah. Yeah, I do like a, I do like a nice apple pie, though. In, in England, they don't really do beef pies. They do pork pies. That's true. I remember having a nice pork pie uh, during my visits to England. Mm. And, it's a, and it's not even hot pork. It's like a big, like a big slab of just... It's cold, yeah. Yeah. Like, like sausage mince. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Mr. Burns is just being a dick, yeah. You know, you're late, bald, and stupid. Docks for a day's pay, and Homer's sitting there. He's got a that photo. Was, of- that was me when I worked at Pop Culture. <laughs> uh, so he's got a photo of Lisa and a photo of Bart. It's kind of like the good, the, the angel and the demon on his shoulders. Mm. Which do I, which which road do I go down? He keeps his promise to uh, to Lisa. Burns appears on a little TV. No looking at pictures of your loved ones, and no angry grumbling under your breath. Burns is then just for whatever reason whipping that Linnea and Carl in the yeah. cafe. Cafeteria. Eat faster. Swallow on your own time. Just being a horrible person. And Homer, I really enjoyed this. Having the conversation with the pies. I love how they all have their own little personality. Yeah. Don't do it, Homer. You made a promise to Lisa. Yeah, that, that cake being a <laughs> cake is being an absolute wuss. Yeah, that's so funny. But just the gangster one. Yeah, just one last hit, Homer. You'll be right. He's <laughs> actually got a cigar. Yeah, it's, just, it's ridiculous, but it's I, I enjoyed it. Homer, throw me at Mr. Burns. No, throw me. I'm old and stale. I might just kill him. <laughs> Don't do it, Homer. You made a promise to Lisa. Since when do I listen to cakes? Tell you what, Homer. You make one last hit, then you're out of the business forever. Lisa would understand. You're all so wise. I wish I could eat each and every one of you. Ah, uh, we wish you could eat us, too. <laughs> Burns then um, he sold everyone's clothes again. Pie Man enters. I've run out of pie-related puns, and he gives Burns a big old smash in the face with a pie. Uh, we then watch Pie Man on various security cameras, and he falls asleep on the couch behind Mister Burns in his office. <laughs> <laughs> so they take him to the employee prison, and they take off his mask. You'll rue the day you put it. You took a pie tin, cut holes for eyes, and attached a rubber band around your back. It was actually a scrunchie. Oh, I don't care. And now we've got here the story, right? The story is, you know, he threatens to uh, to feed into the murderous, murderous uh, uh, hamsters, hamsters and whatnot. Yeah. Which, by the way, I really like Smithers looking really evil at them, like the little uh, that wasn't assistant. bad. Was yeah, yeah, I like that. But he says, "You'll now be my personal hitman with with pies." And I was like, "So we're doing the prank monkey episode again?" Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Where Homer's like, "I I can't throw fish guts on the kids. I'm Santa Claus." And then here he's like, "I can't pie the Dalai Lama." Lisa, I'll, I'll, I'll upset Lisa. And it's like, oh, it's the same thing. Anyway, forget that. So the first <laughs> job the first job is to uh, to pie himself to prove his loyalty, and he does so. Because he says, if you don't, you'll get community service. Oh, not community <laughs> service. I can't stand helping others. That was all right. <laughs> Homer then can't sleep, but he's um, he's thinking, well, they're both thinking of pie man. I can't, I can't stop thinking of pie man. Yeah, me neither. Homer then asks, you know, what if he... 
hired good people. And Marge's like, you pie man. And he showed his, his, his picture. No, and this is a picture to prove it. It's just a little <laughs> half Which would imply that, uh, that Marge kissed a dog. Yes, that is true. But she says, kiss me hard. Because she's. I think she just, Marge is turned on by the fact that Homer's a superhero. Yeah. She's a little girl. Grow a spine on your own time, Blimpo. <laughs> Just one second, sweetheart. Now pay that brownie, fruitcake. Sorry. Then, pretending to be the baby in the park, Nicola thought this was hilarious. I'm not hilarious, but she loved the line of, now, walk me around till I fall asleep. I'm feeling fussy. <laughs> she thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Well, I must admit, the way you, you the way you say it just ends like that. That's actually kind of cute and funny. <laughs> they um, it gives him these next assignment, which is the Dalai Lama. And I've got here. What is the point of having the Dalai Lama in this episode if it's not actually the Dalai Lama doing the guest voice? Like, what is yeah. the point? I don't understand. What is the point? I guess it's because someone that Lisa looks up to, and he promised Lisa he wouldn't. Maybe. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's what the, the angle they're going for. Anyway, so at the Dalai Lama show, Lisa introduces him because she's Springfield's youngest Buddhist. And Homer just doesn't want to do it in front of Lisa. Why does she have to believe in things? And out comes the Elvis of Enlightenment, the, what is it, the Lean Serene Chatting Machine or something? That's correct. Yes, sorry. I was thinking, oh, there was another sort of Muhammad Ali style yeah, yeah. nickname for him. What was it? And it was, yes, Lean Serene Chanting Machine. Yes, and the um, and the Dalai Lama enters, comes out on stage, and Pi Man arrives. And Bart's like, come on, do it. It's the only reason we came to this. And Pie Man refuses. And he takes off the mask, reveals who he is. And the Dalai Lama can't believe it. Homer Simpson. Uh, but nobody believes him because he created a hero that not even he could live up to. Correct. Which I thought was a nice out. If you, ta- if you take away the fact that it's so obvious that it is Homer, it- it's a nice out where he reveals himself. And everyone's like, you're not Pie Man. As yeah. You're Pie Man. It's a very good point. Having said that, there's a lot of sort of, I think I've written down here, a lot of weak source insults and jabs in this one. Just yeah. the, whole, the whole bit with like, he's a fool. Yeah, yeah. Homer, you're a dumbass. No offense. It was like, you, you dumbass. I was like, oh, yeah. But I, I think they should. They, they could have got all, rid of all that. It could have just been, no, the Pie Man, he could fly and spit acid. I was like, I yeah. love the idea that they've all created their own idea of Pie Man. Yes, exactly. They should have run with that a little bit more. Yeah, that would have been better. Like, no, no, he could do it. He was a superhero. He could do all these things. You can't do that, Homer. Not that you're dumb or you're, you're ugly or whatever. It's just, no, no you can't spit acid. You know? Yeah, and maybe just at the very end and, you know, have Mo saying something like, yeah, Pie Man was attractive and you're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, just one, <laughs> the just one yes. little thing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the idea of Pie Man is enough to get him off. And Wickham closes the case. Homer and Lisa go home and the Dalai Lama apparently flies off the buffalo. Indeed. Went out in bed and Marge says that she knew it was him all along. How could you not know? And she says, <laughs> how about you show me some of your superpowers? She's just horny for Homer. She really is. Yeah. And uh, But unfortunately, Homer's gone onto the roof. Pyman's on the roof giving his little spiel and he's joined by the Cupcake Kid. Forever injustice shows its ugly face, I will be there. I am the Pie Man. And whoever Pie Man is, the Cupcake Kid will not be far behind. While you two are up on the roof, why don't you take the leaves out of the gutter? Oh. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode, not going to lie. I thought it was fun. I mean, it's, it's they're not going to be the greatest episodes anymore, but there was enough in, in this for me to enjoy. I, I I liked the superhero wackiness to it. Hey, Dando, you know what I enjoyed? What's that? Talking about it with you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I just love any chance to have Mr. Burns be the supervillain that I love him to be. It's good. That's a very good point. I just had the feeling if, as I, as I said at the very start, if it had sort of a bit of a framing device where it was... The whole thing was a bit more larger than life, and I even paid more sort of explicit tribute to comic book. The visuals are a bit more garish and all that kind of business. And then at the end, it's, it's back to normal, back to the status quo, as we'd like from The Simpsons. Yes. Uh, but you've, you've turned me around, not 180 degrees, but maybe about 110 degrees. <laughs> uh, to, to my opinion on this is somewhat changed. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? 
very, very important life lesson. If you're going to have a date with Nichelle Nichols, do not have key lime pie on your face. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I learned that if you're going to get hit in the face of anything, it should be pie because it looks delicious. Like if you're going to get hit in the face of anything, pie. That's true. Unless it is, you know, a hot pie. Fresh out the oven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. From this day forward, your name shall be... All right, it is now time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship. The current leaderboard stands at this. In first position on 16 points, Nora Coker. In second position on 15 points, we have Philip J. Hawkins. And in third position on 14 points, we have Luke McKay. He's done it again. Take it away, Mr. Davis. What have we got? I'm going to start referring to Philip J. Hawkins as Sophie B. Hawkins. Damn, I wish I was your lover. Anyway. What a song. (laughs) Some would say a, a banger. Yes, one might. Although our current day listers are going, guy, you keep bringing up artists and songs from thirty years ago. Please stop. From, from before I was conceived. Yes. <laughs> so let's just call him Philip J. Hawkins. Um, well, Philip J. Hawkins goes with Philip J. Fry. We'll run with that. That's another good one indeed. Uh, honorable mentions before we mm. get to the points. You know, I like my dolls, don't I, Dan Dole? You sure? <laughs> indeed. Oh. I'm not going to run that one into the ground. <laughs> uh, but here are two honourable mentions. The greatest American here, Dope. That is, that is from Philip J. Hawkins. Oh, speak of the Hawkins. <laughs> uh, and also, super here, Dope. He's done it again, Luke McKay. Oh, how about that? Well, they get honourable mentions. mentions that, that's but- it, that, that, now, this is going to be interesting. You know why? Because why? they're in notable mentions, which means that's now their second and third on the ladder. Ah. Which means that that must maybe that means that they they're not in the first, second, or third role. That's a very good the point. The plot thickens. What could happen? The plot really does could, thicken because guy it, doesn't know here what's going on. Well, that's true. But that's true. I'm going into this blind. But something I have done this time around, and I think it speaks to the quality of the Four Finger Discount family's uh, ability with new names. Yep. Because getting one point this time around. Are three different entrants, mm. and they're all very much the same. Well, they're not very much the same. They're similar themed. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, the baked crusader, Mark Boston Burgess, well played. The creped crusader. I really like that one from Andy Gangler. Mm-hmm. And the crust crusader from Jordan Saville. So that's all one point to each of those. So I, I those titles remind me of the. I know you got Toxic Avenger, but they did an animated series based on those films called Toxic Crusaders. Went for like one season. It was made by Troma. An amazing show. They only got cancelled after like 13 episodes. Did you know they're doing a re- a, a, a big yeah. budget remake of the Toxic Avenger with Peter Dinklage yes. from, from uh, Game uh, of Thrones? And apparently it's live action. Like he's not going to be just voicing it. He's actually going to be in the suit. Yeah, absolutely. Looking amazing. forward to that one. Um, um, so Mark Boston Burgess, uh, Jordan Seville, that puts him on 13 points. So equal fourth now. He gets the one point there. Hang on. Just doing the leaderboard here live on the show. <laughs> Jordan Seville is now equal fourth with DL Gorman. Uh, Andy Gengler, are you on the board at all yet, Andy? You are not. So welcome to the leaderboard, Andy Gengler. Well played. Welcome to the new names. We've got <laughs> new names. <laughs> is, um, Mark Boston is now on three points. What a mark. Continue, Mr. Davis. Welcome to the challenge where we come up with new names. That's... You get what I'm going with that, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it would be pretty hard not to. Okay, two points. Uh, guess what? Three entrants get two points apiece. Wowee. I know. These are some good ones. Mm. Those other ones were good, but these are good too. Custody battle. Shannon Dodal. So it's custard as in edible custard. That's great. Battle. I like that. It's really good. <laughs> Shannon, and Shannon's not on the board yet, so welcome to the leaderboard, Shannon. Welcome to the leaderboard. Justice dessert. That's really good too. Glenn Gomes, who also isn't on the leaderboard. We're getting a lot of new people on the leaderboard today. It's great. <laughs> and here's one that I enjoyed. Crusting the Clowns. That was also from Shannon as well. <gasps> <laughs> well, you only get two points. I'm sorry. You, you only get two points. You only get one, of course. Yeah. So two points to Shannon there and to Glenn. Uh, yeah. So as I was saying, you get on the leaderboard, you go into the wildcard draw at the end of the season. So keep sending those new names, guys. If you get onto the leaderboard just once... You go into the, the wild card draw at the end of the season to win a prize. But who's got the three points this week, Mr. Davis? I know you think I'm over-reading this particular pie or pudding, but guess what? Only one person gets three points. Oh, what is it? What have they the, got? And it's the person who gave us a pie for help. Oh, that's 
classic, classic Mark Boston Burgess, I would say. Boston! <laughs> so Ma- I'll take that one point off him and give him the three instead. How about that? <laughs> there, there we go. go. So Mark Boston Burgess slowly climbing up that ladder. He's a bit too far away, I think, but it means the leaderboard hasn't changed now. So 16 points, still in the lead, Nora Coker. Second, Philip J. Hawkins on 15, and Luke McKay is on 14 points in third position. All right, guys, it is now time for some mailbag. Debail! Debail is here! Ooh! Welcome to the mailbag! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first question comes from Keith Nedham. If you were to be a superhero named after a dessert, which would it be? Ooh. I'd be... My favourite dessert is profiterole. So I'd be, I'd be profiterole, and I would roll profiteroles at you like a bowling ball <laughs> and knock you over like a, like a, like a bowling pin. <laughs> um, I would be... Baked Alaska, <laughs> what, and I would, and I would have like uh, I would throw like it's like napalm, but it's sugar, sugar on fire. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> or um, no, I think that's I think that's mine. <laughs> uh, Andrew Swan says, in the vein of MCU characters getting their own Disney Plus shows, which Simpsons characters would you like to see get their own Disney Plus shows? I've always thought a a sideshow Bob series would be fun. That's not a bad idea. That's why I really like the Simpsons spin-off showcase. It gets a lot of hate, but it has that Wiggum P.I. where Skinner oh, yeah. and Chief Wiggum and Big Daddy. Hey, Big Daddy, it's regular Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd love a spin-off like that. It'd be great. I think a Lenny and Carl would be good. I mean, that's a little obvious, but um, but what would they actually do? That's a good question. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing. It's, it's got to be, you got to take these two characters and put them in a different situation. Like Chief Wiggum, he's still a chief, but getting Principal Skinner as his lackey. I think it'd just be a lot of fun. Sideshow Bob uh, being like a house husband. <laughs> and being, being driven back, to the, like back early, to the crimes. I'd like an uh, um, an origin story for Krusty. I mean, I know we've had origin stories for Krusty, but... There was going to be a movie like that, a live action one. And guess yeah. who was going to play Krusty? Who? Oh, no, no, it was, no, it was going to be live Tron McClure. It was going to be um, the voice of Phil Hartman. It was going to be Phil, it was going to be Tron McClure. Well, that'd be great. And you could have like... Oh, but of course you couldn't do Troy McClure because Phil's no longer with us. Yeah. But like a show, like Dan a was going to be crusty though. Yeah, yeah but like a showbiz though. story about the early days of Krusty. Uh, you know, maybe he's doing stand up, or you know, he's trying to break into the clown industry. And uh, back in the sixties and seventies, yeah, basically a movie about all those flashbacks. You know, where he's like, where he's got sideshow Raheem. <laughs> Script says I'm supposed to bunk you with this. I wouldn't. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think um, a crusty origin mini series would be good. All right. Last question here. Go, go, got to go pick up the kitties once again. It's Thursday here in, in G-Town. Go Welcome the to kitties. the daycare. We got lots of snotty faces. <laughs> we actually have fun and games at daycare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Final one here. Andrew JP, what's your favourite type of superhero movie? Dark and gritty, light, funny and meta or something in between? I'm over the dark and gritty. Over it. I don't mind the dark and gritty. Having said that, I I watched The Batman uh, the other night and I was like, I can appreciate this. I'm liking everything that's gone into it. I think it's well made. It's keeping my attention for about three hours or so. I think Pattinson's a really good casting choice. Uh, but yeah, I think it might be... I think, no, I think they're sort of hooked into that way of doing it for maybe another two movies or so. But it would be nice to go back to a, that Joel Schumacher day glow from Forever and <laughs> from Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Um, it's a tough one. Also, watch uh, Doctor Strange and the Mountain of Madness now on Disney Plus. The Mountain of Madness. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. There's, there's also another. There's also a mountain in it. <laughs> there was a project called At the Mountains of Madness that was uh, okay. based on an HP Lovecraft story that Guillermo del Toro was going to make. Never got around to it. And that's why that's where my head was at. But I watched Multiverse of Madness last night. It's like, this is good. Liking this. It's, it's I, haven't, a, I haven't seen the first Doctor Strange. Should I watch that first? It's not going to, I don't think. Affect it? Okay. You're probably, uh, I've, watched, I've watched WandaVision. One, yeah, that's probably all you need, really. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I actually want to ask this question before we head off. Mark Bostonberger says. I like this episode, but do you think that if they had time, they should have fleshed it out more with Bart as the cupcake king, or maybe they could do a reboot? I think Bart chiming in to help his dad as the cupcake kid would have been fun, I reckon. Not just as a little like end of the episode gag. I think Bart, kind of like when they were the, the beer baron. You know, it's always fun when they're up to no good. At least they're yeah. up to good here, but it's up to like a, a scheme. Well, that's I right. Like I it. mean, look, another 
20 years down the line or whatever, let's, let's do a Maverick-style legacy sequel where it's Simple Simon, uh, Simple Simpson 2, The Cupcake Kid. Yep, let's do it. All right, that has been our review of Simple Simpson. Hope you guys enjoyed it. It's been good fun chatting here with Mr. Guy Davis once again here on the show. Next episode of Four Finger Discount, we are reviewing The Way We Weren't, which gets a lot of hate because a lot of people love the episode The Way We Was where Homer and Marge meet. Uh, for the first time at uni- at um at high school, and we get the why do birds suddenly mm-hmm. appear, and everyone just loves that moment where Homer first lays eyes on Marge and falls in love with her. Then and there, this episode apparently is a flashback one where they actually met at summer camp when they were young kids. Oh, I don't remember how it happens, oh. but I hope it doesn't ruin the canon that they actually. I, I hope they some for some reason forget this because I don't, I don't like the idea that Marge and Homer actually knew each other when they met because that the way he was is so perfect in itself. I hope they don't tamper with that. But hey, we'll see what happens. It's a flashback episode. Maybe it's not canon. Maybe I need to go in with a... Uh, uh, what, what, what did you use? Ad- adjusted expectations. Adjusted expectations. <laughs> All right, so that is the next episode, The Way We Work. This has been Simple Simpson. Don't forget, guys, if you do enjoy the show and you want to show some support, you can support us by becoming a Four Finger Discount patron, patreon.com slash discount. Get a bunch of exclusives, early access to all the shows we do here, prize draws, Zoom calls with Guy, myself, and much, much more. That's if you would choose to, but we just appreciate the fact that you are listening to the show. Yep, next episode, The Way We Weren't. This has been Simple Simpson, Mr. Davis. Any final words for those amazing listeners out there? We hope you've enjoyed Four Finger Discount, the podcast that is often lick it up and rude. Shh.